What's up, you guys? I'm Haley. And I'm Andrea. And this is Inhuman, a true crime podcast. going to be talking about an unsolved case and this is the unsolved case of Lyric Cook Morrissey and Elizabeth Collins Mm -hmm. two girls who went missing in Evansdale Iowa and were later found murdered okay it just makes it reminds me of the Delphi case so much but well here you go because (laughs) it reminds me a lot of it and it reminds a lot of people of it okay um we covered the delphi case in episode 15 of the podcast and we also did an update a couple weeks ago and it's eerily similar in a lot of ways and it's in the midwest and the girls are around similar ages Mm -hmm. and delphi happened five years after this one so yeah there it's it's eerily similar and i hate it But this case has been suggested to us several times, and I've also gotten a lot of requests to cover it on TikTok, so I finally decided to dig in and share the whole story with you guys here today. And just this year, technically two months ago now, but in July, we passed the 10-year anniversary of their disappearance and murder, and the case remains unsolved to this day. Horrible. So Lyric Ray Lynn Cook Morrissey was born October 2nd, 2001 to her parents, Dan and Misty. She had one brother, Dylan, and the two loved playing video games together when they were kids growing up. Lyric also loved being outdoors, oftentimes going fishing with her father or swimming off the dock at her great-grandmother's house. And Lyric was athletic, spending time playing outside often, and she also had a passion for dance and gymnastics. And she would love spending time with her cousins and neighbors, putting together dance routines and performing them for their parents, which like... I used to do that. (laughs) Yeah, so did I. And I think a lot of us did. I can just imagine like this whole neighborhood getting ready to perform this dance routine and then doing it for their parents. Right. (laughs) Elizabeth June Marie Collins, Lyric's cousin, was born on July 31st, 2003 to Drew and Heather Collins. According to the Elizabeth Collins Foundation, Elizabeth, quote, was a bubbly little person with the best smile who loved what life had to give and all it had to offer. Oh my god. Elizabeth also loved playing with her siblings, going on vacations with her family, going shopping with her mom, and having family movie nights. She was also athletic and loved spending time outdoors riding her bike and playing softball and hockey. And her family remembers her huge passion and love for animals. Mm. So Lyric and Elizabeth were 10 and 8 years old in July 2012, and they loved spending time during the summer playing outside, going around the town. And on the morning of Friday, July 13th, 2012, that's exactly what they had planned to do. Mm. Both Lyric and Elizabeth were dropped off at their grandmother's house for the day because their parents had to go to work. And Evansdale, Iowa is a town in Black Hawk County. And it's not a very big town. Um, It's, you know, typical Midwestern small town. Right. The population in 2010 was about 5,000 people. So real small town for you. So their grandma, Wilma Cook, lived on Broven Boulevard and... 
when they went over to her house that morning, they spent some time with her before heading out for a bike ride. They left the house around noon, and not long after, sometime between 12.30 and 1, they were seen by witnesses about a mile and a half from their grandma's house riding their bikes along Gilbert Drive at a nearby lake called Myers Lake. So a lot of locals would spend summer afternoons at this lake, fishing, swimming, boating, you know, just your typical summer activities. The cousins were seen on Lake Avenue riding their bikes early that afternoon. Okay. Just after 1 p.m., Wilma became concerned that the girls were not back, but she was hoping they were, you know, just out having fun riding their bikes. But by later that afternoon, when Misty, Lyric's mom, came to pick her up, the girls still weren't back. And at that point, they all started to worry a lot more. Mm -hmm. They began calling friends and family to see if anyone had seen them. And they also began, you know, searching the, the areas around where they knew the girls liked to hang out, but they found no sign of them. Around 2.30 p.m., just about two and a half hours after they initially left their grandma's home, when family still couldn't find Lyric and Elizabeth, they reported them missing to the Evansdale Police Department. Thankfully, this was taken seriously very quickly, and searches in local parks, schools, and other nearby areas began immediately. The Blackhawk County Sheriff's Department and the local fire department joined the search not long after, but unfortunately, they would only find one eerie clue as to what happened to the girls oh so later on in the afternoon of july 13th near myers lake where lyric and elizabeth had been seen shortly after they left their grandma's house their bikes were found abandoned Mm. also with their bikes was elizabeth's purse that's not good but there was no sign of the girls anywhere Mm. after that searches around myers lake intensified but still nothing was found with the discovery of their bikes, though, concern for their their well-being grew. And at first, investigators weren't sure if their disappearance was accidental, if they had maybe gone into the lake and something happened or, you know, something accidental or if right. it was criminal. But they brought out all the stops to search the lake. They brought in cada- cadaver dogs, infrared surveillance aircraft, and hundreds of volunteers that came to help search. The FBI pretty quickly joined the search, and they had trained divers searching inside the lake. They eventually drained part of the lake to look for any clue, but nothing was found, and there was no sign of Lyric and Elizabeth. So by the end of July, there was still no clue what happened to the missing girls, and that's when some new surveillance video surfaced. And this showed the girls near an auction house less than a block from their grandma's house at 12, 11 p.m. Okay. So this was before they were seen on their bikes at Myers Lake. But unfortunately, this didn't really do anything for the investigation because they weren't seen with anyone around them. Right. And it wasn't off of, you know, the story that witnesses had seen. So it didn't really do anything other than confirm that they had left their grandma's house. Right. So with that, their case went cold for the next almost six months. On December 5th, 2012, there were some hunters in the Seven Bridges Wildlife Area, which was about 25 miles away from Myers Lake, and they stumbled across two bodies. The bodies appeared to be two young girls, and it was really lucky that the hunters stumbled across them because that wildlife area wasn't highly traveled. It was often pretty much only occupied by hunters in the fall and the spring. And where the girls were found was an extremely remote area. So at around 12.45 p.m. on December 5th, the hunters contacted law enforcement. 
and by December 6th, the Black Hawk County Sheriff's Office announced in a press conference that they were confident that the bodies were those of Lyric and Elizabeth. By Monday, December 10th, the Iowa State Medical Examiner's Office confirmed their identities, but no other information about their cause of death has ever been released. However, their deaths have been ruled a homicide, and it also was determined that they died back in July 2012. So that was actually my first question when I realized it was such a remote area that hunters went in the fall, but they weren't found until December. I was like, is it weird that they weren't found in the fall? Yeah. But it seems like they were killed and dumped there back in July or shortly after. And it just was such a remote area that it wasn't, there wasn't a lot of traffic there. And it just so happened that these hunters had been there and depending on what they're hunting and the season they might not even like there'd be no reason to even go there you know right exactly i'm not a hunter but (laughs) i do know that (laughs) (laughs) yeah it makes sense i feel like that's common common sense yeah so now investigators had a double homicide on their hands and no leads so as always they began by looking into family and they were hopeful that they would come up with something when they learned that Lyric's father Dan Morrissey had been under investigation for unrelated charges. Oh. So 36-year-old Dan had been charged with assaulting his estranged wife because at that point Dan and Misty, I don't know if they were separated or divorced but they were no longer together. Okay. And so he had been charged with assaulting her with processing, dealing and making meth. And other drug charges. That's great. Because of these pending charges, both Dan and Misty were given several polygraph tests. But investigators came out and said, quote, Dan and Misty were not considered suspects in the girls' disappearance. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah. So while they weren't considered suspects, investigators did continue to look into their backgrounds, especially Dan's, because, you know, maybe... known associates of his could have had a motive if he owed money or something like that and dan was actually later sentenced to 90 years in prison for several of the drug charges damn 90 years for drug charges but he did a lot yeah and he probably killed people with those drugs if he was making meth yeah like that's not funny but i'm just saying like they put some crazy stuff in meth from what i hear i don't know (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so he um he was went to prison for that, but he has never been charged in relation to the girls' murders, and it doesn't seem like anybody really believes that yeah. he was involved at all. In September 2018, he spoke with KWWL News 7 in an interview from jail that he has been open and honest with authorities and that his past drug use has nothing to do with his daughter and niece's deaths. Well. Yeah, and I really don't think that fair he, enough, I mean, yeah. he obviously wasn't a good a good person, but I don't think that that makes you a murderer. Criminal history, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, with that, like the only real lead that they had in the case pretty much fizzled out. Mm. While investigators were doing all they could to figure out what happened to Lyric and Elizabeth, the case continued to remain cold. In June 2013, about a year after the girls disappeared and about six months after they were found, a new tip surfaced. So three separate witnesses reported seeing a white, older model SUV similar to a Chevy Suburban or Ford Bronco parked on Arbutus Avenue on July 13th, 2012. And Arbutus Avenue meets up with the bike trail where the girls' bikes were found on. Oh, okay. So two of these witness witnesses reported seeing the car park there between two bike trail signs. 
while the other witness said they saw it parked near the woods, only a few hundred feet from where the bikes were found. And they all reported seeing the car between 11.30 and 12.30. And as a reminder, witnesses reported seeing both Lyric and Elizabeth riding their bikes sometime between 12.30 and 1, but there was never a solid time on that. We just know that after 12.11, they could have been there because they were seen on the surveillance at 12.11. Right. So these tips were actually reported way back in 2012. Two of the witnesses came forward while searches were happening in July before the girls were even found. And then the third one came forward a few months later, and they said that they had assumed somebody had already told police, but when the case continued to be cold, they were like, oh, maybe this could help. So these tips did come in a while ago, but there were just so many tips Mm -hmm. coming in that they weren't, you know, they didn't realize that this was a pretty credible tip. Right. So in June 2013, there was kind of a lull in the investigation. So investigators were looking more into older tips that were never fully looked into. And the connection was made between all three of these tips having seen the same thing. But unfortunately, that car was never identified. So it didn't really lead anywhere. All they know is that a white older model SUV was in the area. But that's not enough to do anything with, unfortunately. Be just a coincidence. Exactly. Also in June 2013, a possible connection between Lyric and Elizabeth's murders and the murder of a teenager in Dayton, Iowa, was being investigated. 15-year-old Kathleen Shepard and another young girl who has been named in some sources, but in others not, so I'm not going to name her. But they were walking home from school on May 20th, 2013, when they were kidnapped by 42-year-old Michael James Clunder. So the younger girl was able to escape, but Kathleen was unfortunately not. Oh my gosh. A fisherman found her body less than a month later in the Des Moines River. What? And authorities haven't revealed the full details of what they believed connected the cases, Mm -hmm. but the person who murdered her, Clunder, did have a history of kidnapping. Wow. So he was actually convicted in 1992 at just 20 years old of committing two kidnappings in Iowa. What the hell? He was sentenced to 41 years in prison, but he was released early due to his good behavior. Oh, yeah, of course. So he was released in February 2011, and then in May 2013, he committed the abduction of Kathleen and the other young girl. When the young girl broke free, he had to change his initial plans, and... Just a few hours later, he was found dead in his truck on the scene where he had taken the girls. So he had taken his own life after killing Kathleen. But why? Because he's a coward. Yeah. But after that, authorities were looking into his possible involvement in the Evansdale double homicide just because of same age. You know, everything was kind of similar. But on May 14th, 2014, the Iowa Division of Criminal Investigation said, quote, we are pretty confident Michael Clunder is no longer a person of interest in the Cook Collins case. Okay. So I don't think he's like fully ruled out, but he's not, I don't think, considered a suspect. They probably have something that doesn't really connect him. Yeah. So as we talked about at the top of the episode, the other case that some people believe could possibly be connected is the unsolved murder case of abigail williams and liberty german in delphi indiana in february 2017 
So some people have speculated that the two could be connected just because of all the similarities in their cases, or that there's potentially a serial killer responsible for both double homicides. Now, one interesting thing that I find really interesting, but I think is just a coincidence, but the dates both sets of victims disappeared are actually anagrams. Oh, really? So Lyric and Elizabeth disappeared on 7 13 12, so 7 1 3 1 2. Mm-hmm. And Abby and Libby disappeared on 2 13 17, so 2 1 3 1 7. Whoa. So they're anagrams, which is just really like weird to me, yeah. but I think it's just a coincidence, but still kind of freaky. It's a huge coincidence, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Other similarities are the profiles of the victims, their age and appearance, and that they vanished in you know, kind of like uh, remote areas. Also, all of their bodies were found in even more remote areas that were frequented by hunters. And you said that um, Lyric and Elizabeth, they haven't released their cause of death, correct? They have not. Okay. Despite the potential connections, though, the Indiana State Police have said that they do not believe that the cases are tied together. Yeah. In August 2014, over two years after Lyric and Elizabeth's murders, the Evansdale police shared more information about the suspect profile that had been developed by the FBI. So they said that the suspect is likely local to Evansdale, and this is directly from the profile. The offender is familiar with both Myers Lake slash Angels Park in Evansdale, which was like near where they were uh, disappeared from and the Seven Bridges Wildlife Area in Bremer County, where they were found. The suspect chose Seven Bridges because he or she was familiar with the area and knew it was secluded. Mm -hmm. The offender blends in with and may be part of the Evansdale, Bremer, and surrounding communities. The suspect likely used quiet coercion to gain the girl's compliance into leaving Myers Lake using a ruse or threats of violence and other possible characteristics include... The suspect may have been experiencing stress related to legal troubles, spousal problems, employment difficulties, financial strain, or mental health issues in July 2012. The suspect may avoid discussing the case or showing interest in the matter, but is likely following developments in the media. The offender may have attempted to abduct children or adults in the past. And following the disappearance, the suspect may have altered his or her physical appearance, such as changing hairstyle and facial hair. The offender's vehicle may have also been altered with a new paint job or reupholstery. So that information was released to the public from the FBI profile, but again, didn't really go anywhere. By February 2015, the case was still cold, and the Evansdale police announced that they were focusing their investigation particularly on anyone familiar with the remote Bremer County woodland where the girls were found, the Seven Bridges um, wildlife area. Mm Mm-hmm. So Chief of Police Kent Smock said, quote, I think you will all agree with me that Seven Bridges is extremely remote. We have no doubt that the person or persons responsible with this crime are very familiar with the area. Okay. So at that point, they said, we're hoping to speak to anyone familiar with the area so we can eliminate you as suspects. Like, they're basically saying, if anybody is familiar with that area, please come forward so we can eliminate you as a suspect, so we can try to determine, since it is such a remote area, there's not a ton of people that go there. So they're trying to identify people who do go there to hunt or camp or whatever and rule anybody out so that they can narrow down their suspect pool. Right. That's smart. But unfortunately, this hasn't really gone anywhere, and their case remains cold 
to this day. There's no named suspects in the case, and there's not even persons of interest that they've released. Right. In February 2013, two months after Lyric and Elizabeth were found, the trail at Myers Lake was renamed the Trail of Angels in honor of the two. And then a park next to the trail named Angel Park was dedicated to the girls. The city of Evansdale declared July 13th as Lyric and Elizabeth Day. They've also created an annual Child Safety Day in the town to, quote, raise awareness of children's safety issues, including bike helmets, properly installing a car seat, stranger danger, and DNA kits. So they're doing everything they can to, you know, remember them and take their this tragic thing that happened to them and turn it into something positive where people can learn about child safety in all aspects of life and you know just use it as a way to get to help people yeah according to the iowa department of public safety as of the 10-year anniversary on july 13th 2022 nearly 2,000 leads have been investigated including 117 tips provided by the public in just the past 10 months So there's still a lot of tips coming in, and they're still investigating every single one. The case remains open, with all authorities involved still determined to find the killer. Advancements in DNA technology could potentially lead to a break in the case, but it's unclear what DNA evidence, if any, exists. But they're keeping a lot close to the chest, and Elizabeth's father has said he is hopeful that technology will lead to an arrest eventually. Yeah. So they may have something we don't know about. Right. If you have any information about the circumstances surrounding the disappearance and deaths of Lyric Cook Morrissey and Elizabeth Collins, you can call the Evansdale Police Tip Line at 232-6682, or you can call the Cedar Valley Crime Stoppers at 855-300-8477. You can also email ourmissingiowagirls at dps.state.ia.us, and I will have all of that in the show notes. The girls were murdered over 10 years ago, and they still have not gotten justice. And as I mentioned earlier, the authorities believe the person responsible either knew the girls and or is a local living in Evansdale or surrounding communities. And just because it's been 10 years doesn't mean this case can never be solved. Elizabeth and Lyric deserve justice. To close up this case, I want to read some of what the girls' families have shared about them, which I found on iowacoldcase.org. Okay. So this is all a big quote. Lyric Cook Morrissey was a very special young lady. She was an infectious joy to be around with a smile that radiated with love. In her short years, Lyric came to know the Lord Jesus Christ and the importance of salvation through Jesus for the people of the world. She had a heart of compassion for her family and her friends. Lyric enjoyed bowling, cheerleading, and gymnastics. Lyric loved to be outside playing, snow, rain, or shine. Mm -hmm. Most seen was Lyric's unconditional love for her family and her special love for her brother, Dylan. No. Her desire to have fun within those loving relationships was seen while going to church, sharing devotions with her parents in the morning, and card games with her grandmother in the afternoons. Elizabeth Collins had the best smile. She loved what life had to give and all it had to offer. Elizabeth enjoyed dressing up and getting her nails and hair done. Mm-hmm. She loved singing, riding her bike, and playing softball and hockey. She had a big heart and a great love for animals. Elizabeth also loved playing with her siblings and ordering them around. (laughs) She enjoyed going on vacations and had traveled to many places. 
Many times were treasured as a family lying in bed, eating popcorn, and watching movies. I love that. End quote. So the entire Evansdale community remembers Lyric and Elizabeth fondly. And, you know, as I said, it's a really small town. So they have kind of all come together and they are hopeful that one day the family will have answers. The Elizabeth Collins Foundation, according to their website, which I will link in the show notes, was established by her family and is dedicated to helping families of missing individuals and educating the community on prevention of abduction, sexual abuse, and trafficking of children. So they are truly trying to take this tragedy and help others with it, which I just find incredible. So please go check out their website and... Go to our social media, share the photos and information about this case, share this episode so we can continue to get their names out there. Because I feel like this is a case that a lot of people have heard about, but only because it's so similar to the Delphi case. And a lot of people don't know all of the details or the fact that it's still unsolved and it's been 10 years. Yeah. And I feel like even with the 10-year anniversary recently passing, it hasn't gotten very much attention, but I really do think that it can be solved one day. It just takes one person to remember something, and you just never know. Yeah, I was going to say, it's it's crazy that this case is not bigger than it. Like you said, like I, I've heard of it, like you've heard of it, people have heard of it, but, you know, the Delphi case is like huge on the map and people talk about it all the time and you know obviously both cases are super important and deserve all the attention and all the you know yeah armchair detectives or whatever but it's just kind of crazy that you know you don't hear about it as much as and they're so similar they are and it just you know i feel like the delphi one happened i mean it was five years later so social media was a little bit bigger and it's true it just got more attention from the start but this one is so similar in so many ways and just the fact that it was likely a local and somebody in the community has to have noticed a change in somebody after this happened and all it takes is one person hearing about it and remembering something and you just never know so yeah Yeah, that's why I wanted to share this case today. I, you know, we send so much love to the families of Lyric and Elizabeth, and I just hope that one day they can get the justice they deserve. Me too. But thank you guys so, so much as always for listening. We will see you with a brand new episode next week. And until then, keep it human. Bye.